Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. We talk with stylists from student to shop owner, hearing their experiences and perspectives about career-defining topics important to rising and transforming hairdressers. Uh, this is, gives us a true pulse check of the industry. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and this is my guest, Brenda Weaver, um, and we're talking about hiring and interviewing. Uh, Brenda, would you introduce yes. us to yourself? Yeah, my name is Brenda Weaver. Uh, I own Bella Salon in Lufkin, Texas. Um, we are an Aveda lifestyle salon, or Aveda, excuse me, Aveda concept salon, and I've been in the hair industry now for 14 years. Absolutely love it. It's my passion. Awesome. Cool. Since uh, one of the most important conversations uh, or topics to understand as a uh, rising stylist or a stylist looking to transform their, uh, their careers is to understand how to interview and go through the hiring mm -hmm. process. Um, so Absolutely. I see that you're def you're the salon owner. Are you manager? Or yes. Okay. Do you have any partners? Yes, I have one partner. Okay. And um, how often do you hire and train uh, rising stylists versus uh, seasoned stylists? I much rather prefer uh, hiring rising stylists versus seasoned stylists. Okay. And... Uh, Tell us a little bit. Tell us why. Because uh, seasoned stylists uh, really don't necessarily want to work as a team. Um, maybe they don't want to learn new things. Um, part of being a rising stylist is they're eager to learn. They're eager to cut hair. They're eager to be behind the chair. And they're excited about it. Um, when you're a seasoned stylist, sometimes they don't want to learn new skills. They're not as excited about it. And they really don't want to work as hard, you know, because they've already put in the time somewhere else. Yeah, totally get that. Um, uh, so when you're when you have someone come in style, uh, why don't you actually before we get into that, why don't we why don't we talk a little bit about your process? Uh, so uh, an applicant comes, they're a rising stylist, and they uh, they want to apply for a job. Tell us a little about about what your process, what they're going to look forward to. Um. We do a two month evaluation period. So basically if I like them from the interview process, then I will say, okay, we're gonna hire you on a two month evaluation, meaning they don't technically work for the salon just yet, but during those two months, I will train them and then we'll go over like the basic skills that they should have already picked up in hair school. Um, at the end of those two months, if I really like the kind of work that they put in, if they're consistent, then I'll be like, okay, and you'll graduate to becoming an assistant slash hairstylist in Bella Salon. So the two months kind of like weeds out to make sure that the stylist is serious and they're a good fit for the salon. I love that. I love that. Uh, so you said two months? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's like a little trial period. And during that time, are they, uh, what are they doing? Just uh, shampooing and uh, taking classes? Um, basically they're going to be working with me side by side. So everything I'm doing, they're doing with me, even if it's like running the salon, even if it's doing reports or if it's sweeping or cleaning or, um, taking care of clients, how we greet them, uh, what we say to our, we have a certain language that we use. We have certain, uh, remedies and rituals that we do in the salon and they are, literally work side by side me those first two months. Nice. That's cool. So, uh, um... yeah. Not to get a little bit of an overall uh, understanding of the, of the business. It's not just about hair. Right. 
I love that. So much more involved. <laughs> I love that. That's. I think that yeah. more more people need to do that because I think these young the young stylists uh, they want they want it. I in my oh, experience yeah. anyway, um, a lot of them want the extra education and understand uh, more than just the craft. And they might be most excited about the craft, but uh, I find that they're definitely hungrier for information about the entire operation. Definitely, definitely. And I think a lot of salon owners are scared to like get out of their comfort zone and kind of put education first, you know? So a lot of times they'll hire someone just to fill a spot, but then they don't really, you know, pay attention to that person. And really, you really kind of have to baby them and just help them through every little step. And you want them to mimic everything that you do. So I think it's so important. All right, cool. So if someone's coming to apply for a job at Bella Salon, uh, uh, what are you looking for in an applicant? Okay, so this is my favorite part. Do not show up in pajamas or clothes that you wouldn't go to a special occasion to. Like, come on now, we need to get serious. I feel like people do not know how to interview anymore. Um, so what I'm looking for is someone that's going to show up dressed up on time with a positive attitude and willing to learn new things. Okay, cool. And um, let's see. Uh, what do you think that rising stylists are looking for in in a in a job based on your interviewing process? Uh, this this the answer to this question would be helpful for uh, for other salon owners and managers, but also give uh, rising stylists an understanding of uh, what you believe their expectations are. So that should help them during the process. Yeah. So. This is something that uh, I've learned along the way. There's four main things, especially with the newer age okay, group. Cool. So uh, just in case it cut out, uh, you chopped up a little bit there. You want a fun and friendly atmosphere. And, uh, and what, was uh -huh. the other, what was the other two? The continuing education. Yeah. They want a team experience. And they also want a place where they can grow. Okay, cool. So I like, I like those. Uh, I think that sounds about right. That's about what I'm, I'm hearing. Um, when I talk to young people, um, what is a good way to like get it to impress you during the uh, application process? The most important thing is look presentable. Okay. I don't care how long you've been doing hair. You always need to show up and play the part. People look at your style and how you carry yourself as a reflection of yourself and who you are and then what you can do. So do not go to work with yoga pants on and your hair in a bun. We're hairstylists. Our whole job is our image. So we need to sell our image every single day. And then another thing is, is be consistent. I cannot stress that enough. You have to be consistent with your clients, your schedule, your boss, everything. Awesome. This is mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, before we uh, get to, um, I want to get some advice uh, from you for stylists and uh, salon owners. But uh, before I get there, I'd like just to uh, open up and expand a little bit on your process. So they come in for two months, they shadow you, they learn, they learn a well round of skill sets. Uh, and it's also a chance for both of you to see if you want to continue to work together. After two months, they become an, uh, an apprentice. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And how long are they an apprentice for? So really it's different for everybody. Um, really they're going to, 
basically be an assistant with me, work side by side me, um, until I think they're ready to actually take on clients. Um, our salon, we do, we have, we don't usually do walk-ins. Uh, it's all basically calls and people wanting to get in because of word of mouth. And so I can't afford for any stylists or especially any stylists to come in and use our clients as their test bunnies. So basically, um, I want to make sure and comfortable that they know exactly what they're doing before I let them just take over and do their own clients. So sometimes for some stylists, it could take up to like three to four months after their first two months of training, or it could take all the way up to a year. It's different for everybody. Okay. Um, I think that that, would, that sounds like it'd be a very attractive thing to someone coming on board to know that it's not a jail sentence. They got to... They got to put in their one year, you know, and then, mm -hmm. and then we'll see. It's uh, it's nice to hear that you're uh, you're flexible to uh, promote somebody if they have if they can prove themselves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then um, so if you uh, are open to it, and if you're not, that's totally cool. What uh, how do, does the compensation for these people change throughout this process, or 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 yeah, explain. If you don't mind, explain that. Um, I recently, well, you know, due to COVID, we made a lot of business changes. So before COVID, I had commission and booth rent happen. I was just like kind of at a crossfire because with having commission, you have so much expenses involved. You have payroll, the taxes, and all the products that you have for your commission styles. And it really gets out of hand. Um, so what I had to do was, um, after COVID, I went all booth rent. And so now if I hire a new talent, basically after that two month evaluation period, I will start paying them hourly to assist me. And then once they're ready to start doing hair, then, uh, basically they'll be able to rent a spot, but then if they're still assisting me, then those two days a week will cover their booth rental cost. Oh, so cool. technically, they're not having to pay booth rent as long as they are assisting two days a week. Oh, cool. That's I like that sounds cool. Uh, so mm -hmm. so they can go on their own without having that risk of the rent. Right. OK, cool. but that's if they're ready. You don't well, just... Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> OK, cool. Uh, I think uh, that that whole topic of uh, adjusting the business model um, that's a that's a whole other topic. Uh, I'd love to maybe reach back out to you later down the road to chat more about uh, because we're doing some stuff at our salon as well, where we're we're playing around with the business model to um, come up with something other than just you know one or the other commission or booth rental. Uh, I really like to hear your experience on um, having having both in your salon, but um, I don't want to distract from today's topic. What uh, salon do you work at? Uh, I'm the manager over at uh, Violet Salon in Georgetown, Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you got some time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I guess... Uh, to keep continue on with this, uh, what is one piece of advice you have for stylists applying for the first time 
whether it's uh, with you or somewhere else. Uh, I know that you, we start, we opened it up with uh, talking about personal appearance. I don't know if there's uh, something else you want to, you would like to add to that. Yeah. Show up on time. Always look presentable. Um, it helps to have to show your work. So whether that's Instagram or if you have a hair page, we'd like to see your work and some of the stuff that you've already accomplished. Um, be prepared and then have a positive attitude and then ask questions. Okay, cool. Uh, what are some of the questions uh, that you feel like aren't asked enough that people should, that young rising stylists should ask? Rising stylists. Honestly, um, I don't know. That's, that's a hard one. I feel like stylists, when they graduate hair school, they're so eager to start doing hair that they don't, they forget that the education part after they get out of school, like assisting someone or being someone's apprentice, it will further their, them in their career way faster than they would if they just went strictly into someone's salon and started doing hair right out of hair school. Like they're kind of pretty much gonna bite themselves in the butt if they go straight from hair school and then off on their own. So I think a lot of stylists are forgetting that when you graduate hair school, most people that graduate hair school, they learn the basics and they learn how to pass their state board and that's it. So all the skills that are involved, like this precise haircutting, the coloring, extensions, whatever, they need help with that. And so I encourage stylists as soon as they graduate, find a stylist that you look up to and ask to be their assistant or ask to be their apprentice and you will grow so much faster with someone than you will on your own. I love that. Thank you so mm -hmm. much for that. Uh, everyone, you hear that? Uh, rising stylists, you've heard it here. Um, and maybe not for the not not the only time you've heard it, but uh, make sure you uh, consider how important uh, training is as your first choice. You don't want to end up in a position where you go right, right on your own and then realize a couple years down the line that you maybe you need more training and then you end up going back, which I actually worked with somebody who he did hair for years, like five, six, seven years. And uh, he felt like he just didn't really know enough. So he went and did it. He got did an apprenticeship program. Um, he started over completely over because he would sit, yeah. sit, go sit out. It was a salon in the mall. It, ha it was Vidal Sassoon. So I think we can all use our imagination what he was watching. He was cutting. So he's just sitting there watching. It was in the, it was in a mall. I don't know if it's still there, but like you could sit outside and look through the glass. He said he would just sit there for hours and watch. And he decided that he didn't really know how to do hair when he watched it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's good. How about for, how about a piece of advice for a man hiring manager or an owner looking to attract good talent? Like what, do you have any advice for, for them, for their hiring process? Well, um, I think I've said this before. I like to hire new talent because I like to train them from the start and get them, get them new, like right out of the bag because they're eager and they're excited about it. So as far as like a salon owner, if you're looking for new talent, go to the local hair schools, uh, Aveda Institutes, Paul Mitchell schools, go up there. And a lot of times they have career days, like once a month. 
and just set you up a booth and meet these stylists. Um, if you're excited about them, then they're going to be you tell them what you have the key points. We are a fun and friendly atmosphere. We offer education. We're going to help you grow. We're going to help you with your clientele. That's huge because a lot of times they don't have any idea what salon they want to go to and they don't have any idea how to do any of the business stuff when it comes to being a stylist. So All right. I think that's awesome. Uh, how do you, uh, so you find that your relate, you go into career day is uh, helps you get stylists. Oh yeah. Well, um, most of the time, like we only go to the Veda Institute, but most of the time they already know about our salon because we do a lot of uh, promotional stuff with magazines and um, print work and uh, fashion shows and stuff like that. And so when I go to the school, we're already recognized when we walk in and then they're like, oh my God, you know, that's Bella. I want to be a part of Bella. So we have established ourselves to that people want to come, but then by showing up, and then letting them see your face and how like personable we are and how we're just willing to help them as much as possible. That kind of sets up that connection already. Okay. And did you say you use Aveda at your salon? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, all right, cool. Well, uh, so establish a relationship with the salon or sorry, with the local schools uh, show up consistently, probably it might be a good idea to their career days and um and that should help with the pipeline, the talent pipeline. I know that's a big, big issue with a lot of salon owners I talk to, uh, at least in the DC area. I talked to some stylists in New York City. They don't have any issues. So I don't know if it's like the, a, a geographical thing uh, or density thing or what, but uh, they don't have relationship with the schools like you do. Uh, so uh, that's, I think that's a good piece of, piece of advice. So are you saying they're having problems filling their salon with stylists? They're having issues with an inflow of applicants. Like there's not, there's not that many people coming in to apply. And I go to a school, go to the local schools as guest speaker. And, um, and a lot of these, a lot of them don't really know uh, who the local salons are. They end up going to a place uh, that's near their house and, you know, local, which makes sense. I mean, uh, I just think that, I just think that the school, schools in the area, they're not that great about communicating with the salons. You know, I try to get oh. in as a guest speaker to the Paul Mitchell School in Tyson's, and it takes a whole year to get in. Oh, I wow. Once or twice a year, they're so busy, and um, which is good for them. That means that their students are getting a lot of uh, exposure, uh, but it's also like challenging for people that are looking for talent right then and there. And uh, so that's why I asked the question. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to end the each interview with uh, with a little laugh. Uh, I ask everybody to share an embarrassing moment uh, when they're in the salon or behind the chair, either one. Um, obviously, you can opt out of this, uh, but if you have one, we'd love to hear it. Okay. So, an embarrassing moment. Um, I had a stylist. I mean, a client in my chair. She's been with me for several years. We've always have a good relationship and she came in this one particular night and she showed me a picture of what she wanted and I was like all right you got it and I said well can I get you a glass of wine and she said sure so I go back I get a glass of wine I come back 
and I mixed up the color and I started foiling it. And I had, I had so many foils in her head and she was a natural brunette. And we usually always did like rich browns and rich reds. And the picture was a picture of um, one of this actress and she had blonde hair and it was like shoulder length and it had a bunch of layers. And she was like, Brenda, you never put this many foils in my hair. What's going on? And I was like, what do you mean? How else am I going to get your hair blonde? And she, <laughs> <laughs> and she said, I didn't want the color. I just wanted the cut. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. But I had to learn my lesson. You always got to ask questions. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I thought you were going to go that way with that when, when you started and you totally did. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brenda. Um, everybody, this is Brenda Weaver from Bella Salon. And, uh, and where was your salon again? Here in Texas? Lufkin, Texas. Lufkin, Texas. All right. Lufkin, Texas. And um, if you, I'll make sure to include her uh, Instagram handle if you want to reach out to her and ask her any questions specifically uh, about her salon. Uh, if you have any questions, you could also reach out to uh, to us at the Hairdresser Strong Show. And um, and yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Robert.